Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. All right. Hey, thanks, Pastor Jason. Hey, super excited about Next Gen Offering. Yeah, that's going to be really cool talking about that over the next couple of weeks. But all right, let's jump in. For today, here's where we're starting. Think about a time when you were treated with just simple, unexpected kindness. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was like a restaurant or retail store yeah, or yeah. a hotel or something like that, but just a moment was just like, oh, that was unexpected. It just moved you. Yeah, I always have kindness when I go to Chick-fil-A. So if you don't live where there's a Chick-fil-A, yeah. first of all, I'm sorry. Um, but you get there, there's always a super long line. And it's just really long. But it doesn't take long. No, it's unexpectedly fast. Because they think about everything. It's really quick. And every time you engage with a person there, they're always incredibly kind to you. Yeah. I've got a lot of kids. I'm always changing my order, and it's like no big deal to them. And they say, my pleasure. And yeah. so I want to be nice to them, so I get my chicken sandwich, I yep. get my waffle fries. And by the way, you always, always, always eat the waffle fries first so they don't get cold. They're fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that's a rule. You do that? Yeah, dude, of course. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. everybody does that. So you eat the waffle fries, and then you just say thank you, but they say my pleasure. Yep, like, they, they double just down. take it over they the double top. double down. So here's what, we, here's what we want you to do. Maybe it's Chick-fil-A, maybe it's something else, but we want you to take just a little bit of time in your home gathering. You can push pause in a little bit, yep. take as long as you want, and just answer the question, or kind of share a story, should I say, of a time when you were treated with simple and unexpected kindness. Go ahead and have that conversation now. We'll see you in a bit. All right, so I'm sure you had a great conversation around yeah. the room. I'm actually really interested in this. And so if there's something yeah. that, a story that was really compelling, just drop it in the chat. I'm going to read it later. I want to hear about well, it. Well, so. in the chat with the comments. Yeah. So yeah, drop in the chat and the, the exactly. comments. Hey, so um, there seems to be something deeper going on with unexpected kindness. Yes. I mean, I love it when people treat me kindly. I love what they do for me and what they say to me. But there's something that kind of goes goes on in my, my soul, like deeper down inside of me. And I found this quote or heard this quote from a guy named Will Gadara. He wrote a book on hospitality. And actually, that's that's a little bit what we're talking yeah, about when we're talking about kindness. Mm -hmm. He owned the number one restaurant in the world that was built on hospitality and kindness. And Burger King. Quote, uh, wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, in downtown oh, New York City. I thought that was right. No. Okay. So here's what he says. People will forget what you say. They'll forget what you do. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. That's good. And it gets to something a little bit deeper than just the act itself. And I love it when you're kind to me mm -hmm. or when others are kind to me. But here's what happens. It gets deeper in me because when somebody shows me simple, unexpected kindness, it makes me feel valued and valuable. Yeah. And maybe you feel the same way. Maybe when you're treated with kindness, you're like, you know what? I like what they did for me, but it's really deeper inside me that I feel valued. And by the way, Every single person, no matter who they are, no matter where they lived, they're created in the image of God with unmatched value and dignity. That means you're made yes. with unmatched value and dignity. So it makes sense that when somebody treats us with kindness and we feel that way, that's kind of the way even God wants us to feel himself. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the question. How do we reflect that to others? How do we actually experience it? Ourself. And it's universal. Everybody wants it. There's nobody who would raise their hand and say, hey, I want somebody to treat me bad. Yeah. Nobody wants No one's that. opting into that no, relationship. No, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. And so I started thinking, if this is something that everybody longs for, how can the church just, how can the church just offer that kindness to others a little bit more? Yeah. I, I wish there was a little bit more kindness in the world. Yes. And so the question is, does, does a church offer hope 
and how we can grow and join kindness. Can we have a part, a part to play in how we actually change the world? Yeah, yeah, that'd be really, it, it's one of those things too, because often when you think about the church, that might not be what you think about. No, it's not. Kindness. You might think of some other things. Well, so. the other thing is, so um, I think we need to get a definition of what church really is here. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, on. yeah, so a lot of times, when we think of church, we think of a place or an event. Yeah, like so, a building yeah. or, you know, the, maybe it's a steeple and stuff like that. Right, but. right. And, uh, or it's the 90 minutes on a Sunday morning yep. or maybe it's Monday night or Wednesday night, wherever you meet with your home gathering. You may even think that to be church, but it's really not. That's what we do as a church, but the church is actually the people. Yeah. So here's the way it works. We gather as a church weekly, and then we're dispersed into our neighborhoods, yep. into our soccer fields, into our workplaces. So when we ask the question, does the church offer any hope on how we show kindness? The question is, is Jeremy <laughs> showing kindness? Am yeah. I showing kindness? Are we actually showing kindness to the people around us that are different than us, believe differently than we do, live differently than we do? Yeah. So if you're on the outside looking in, let me talk to you just for a second. Maybe you're exploring faith, and when you hear kindness in church, you're like, those two things don't seem to go together. Yeah, that's not my experience. And maybe you've heard things like this. Um, maybe you were told that God loves the world, but he just doesn't like you. That's not very nice. Yeah. That's not very kind. It's not even true. That's not true at all. No, maybe you were told that, that God forgives, but your particular sin is a little bit worse. Yeah. And you're wondering, can God really forgive me? Maybe you were made to feel as if you were an inconvenience. You had questions, like real questions, because a lot of the stuff that we believe is kind of hard to believe sometimes. And you had some questions about those things, but you were pushed out just because you're curious. Now, listen, mm -hmm. when this happens in church or with the church, um, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Because whether we want to believe it or not, church, I'm talking to you, church, whether we like it or not, we all equate the character of God with the character of his people. Mm -hmm. So we just can't help it. When people experience us and we're unkind, or we represent God poorly, that's how they view God. So it goes something like this. If that's how God is, if God is like those people I'll take a pass on yeah. this whole Christianity thing. I don't want to know that kind of God. If yeah. God is more concerned about rules than relationship, I'm out. Yeah. If, if God is always angry and never joyful, I'll pass. If God is only judgmental with no compassion, I don't want to have any part of this. And, and listen, if that's the way God really was, I wouldn't want to have a relationship with that kind of God. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so uh, let's speak to the Christian real fast. Yeah. Maybe today God is inviting us not to just see him differently, but to represent him differently. Right. And uh, because that matters as we show the world the true nature of who God is. Yeah. And um, we'll say it this way. Christians are an imperfect uh, representation oh my goodness. of a perfect God. That's right? right. That's right. And so Christians are imperfect, but God is perfect. So if you're like, well, what is God really like? Yeah. Well, the best way to find out who God really is, what he truly cares about, who he, how he really acts and feels about you, is to look at what Jesus did, yeah. right? And so here's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at a story, and then we're going to have a conversation a little bit. We're going to look at a story in Scripture that really gets a good kind of, um, uh, not a sneak peek, but, but it, it gives clarity. It gives clarity to the yeah. character of who God is through this encounter that Jesus had with this individual. So I'm going to give you kind of a <laughs> maybe a sneak peek of what that is, or maybe a little bit of a... a Okay, yeah. I know where this is going. I don't like it a whole lot. Well, here's yeah. the deal. It's a story about a wee little man, okay? <laughs> and so if this were a normal man, I don't even know if this makes sense. That's a normal man. Here's the wee little man. His name is Zacchaeus. You guys tracking with me so far? Yeah. He has a song about him. Yep. And if you have a song about you, 
it kind of mattered. Not a lot of people in scripture no. do, but Zacchaeus is. And yeah. he gave me that real fast. Yes. Yeah, and so Zacchaeus, he climbed up a tree <laughs> to, to see what he, see what he see. could see. Yeah. Okay? And so, man, if you don't know anything about church right now, you're yeah, like, like, what are these what? guys talking about? Yeah. Um, so we're going to read this story about Zacchaeus, his encounter with Jesus, and then we're going to ask you guys to have a conversation around, hey, what did you see about the character of God in that story? Okay, so if you want to get your Bible, uh, get your phone out, we're going to read from Luke 19, 1 through 10. So you can do that on your phone, Bible, we're going to have it on the screen, and then we're going to have a conversation. Okay, you guys tracking with me? We're good? All right, so here we go. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Read it, it's going to be on the screen. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there named, uh, by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, okay, remember how we said that, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a, a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Now, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this, and they began to mutter. Now, here's kind of a side comment. Mm -hmm. When Jesus does stuff that is out of uh, what we think that he would do just as people, they start to mutter. They grumble, right? Yeah. And so right now, and probably Christians at this point, or religious people at this point, yeah. are grumbling because they're like, what is he doing? What, doesn't Jesus know? So anyway, just a side comment. Yeah. Sometimes when Jesus does Jesus things, religious people grumble a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, they started to mutter, and they said, has he gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, which he has, I'll pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I love that. So good. Okay, so now we're going to jump into a conversation in your 12 stone home Yeah, gathering. push balls. Feel free to have a great conversation. Yeah. What sticks out about the character of Jesus in that story? So take a little bit of time, answer that question, and we'll see you in a bit. Love it. All right. So yeah. hope you had a great conversation in your home gatherings and uh, talking about what you kind of saw about the character of God in that story. Yeah, so let's um, learn about Jesus here. But, but to, to really understand what Jesus is doing here and really how scandalous it was, we have to understand a little bit more about Zacchaeus. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, Zacchaeus, here's what Luke says about him. It says he was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. Now, I don't know about you, but we live in the United States mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't love taxes. That's said kindly. Yeah, maybe some of you do, but if you, that's okay if you do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're an IRS agent, um, thank you for your service, hey, I guess. We love you. <laughs> we love you, but we don't always love taxes. But, but we don't, yeah, we don't love the thing that you... Make, make us, us do, do. yeah. So, but, actually, but we understand it. Yeah, we understand. Anyway, it. keep going. Yeah. So in Israel, ancient Israel, it was far worse. They were occupied by the Roman government, and you know this already. So they actually went to people like Zacchaeus. They said, "Hey, as a Roman government, we need to collect taxes." And they're smart. They used a Jew to collect taxes from Jews. Okay, mm -hmm. that's what Zacchaeus did. So here's how it worked. Let's say that 
um, Jeremy here, he owed $100 in taxes to the Roman government. Well, the Roman government would say to Zacchaeus, hey, you can charge him $250 and we have your back. And so how would that make you feel? Yeah, terrible. And yeah. I, like literally people could do nothing about it. If yeah. he says it's this much, you have to give it to him. He's cheating people left and right. Yeah, his country, his um, Jewish brothers and sisters, he was hated. They hated that far more than we've ever thought about yes. hating taxes in the U.S. Now listen, he was also wealthy, so he did a good job mm -hmm. robbing people. Yes. He was really, really good at it. He probably smelled good, had on great clothes. Yeah, and really so small did, clothes, yeah. small shoes. So maybe they were cheaper? No. So really nice. Minor, yeah. anyway, so, okay. Side note. But Not there's something curious here. So he was uh, really a bad dude. He was cheating people, and we think of people like that as being really far away from God because he was. Yeah. He was really far away from God, but it says that he was actually curious about Jesus. And I just sense this tension of this man who's wealthy, powerful, hated. There's something broken in him because he also really wanted to see Jesus. Luke tells us this. He wanted to see who Jesus was, and that makes no sense to a lot of us but what Jesus saw in him was that there was something broken, and Zacchaeus thought, maybe Jesus can fix it. Maybe yeah. maybe he thought, man, there's something empty in me. Zacchaeus thought, I'm empty. Maybe Jesus can actually fill me. And by the way, when people come to your home gathering for the first time on Monday or Wednesday night, when they come to your service or when they encounter you, really that's what they're asking. Who is Jesus really? When they have a spiritual conversation with you, yeah. maybe they discover you actually love Jesus and live out your Christian faith. Really what they want to know is, who is Jesus really? Yeah. Um, so I think how we reflect, we said earlier that how we reflect the character of God is how, how we reflect it, it's how people see God. Yeah, that's right. So it's really important because they're, they're absolutely curious. Luke goes on. Zacchaeus, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, already made the point, Yep. He could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Okay, I want you to picture what's going on here. Yep. There are hundreds of people around. It's dusty, it's loud, it's chaotic, and all these people are wanting to get to Jesus. But Zacchaeus, he's a little vertically challenged, yeah. and um, and people hated him. So they, they weren't going to usher him. Yeah, they're not the just front. letting him through in the front. They're boxing this kid out. Right. Yeah. And so, by the way, if you want to show um, kind of unexpected kindness, you could actually let some smaller people get in front of you to see things. Yeah, that's, that'd be really nice. And so they weren't going to do that. Good so, side comment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so Zacchaeus climbs up into the sycamore tree and he sees Jesus in the distance. And he really wants to know, hey, can Jesus help me because I'm broken? Yeah. Can Jesus fill me because I'm, I'm empty? And here's what's more important. He, he thinks it's important that he sees Jesus and it is important. But here's what happened. He discovered that more importantly than him seeing Jesus is that Jesus saw him. Mm. This is amazing. Look what happens next. It's beautiful. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I'm going to stay at your house today. Mm. So think about this. Zacchaeus, a man who feels like he's rejected because he is. He is hated because he is. This holy Jewish rabbi, walking down the road. Zacchaeus just wants a glimpse of him. Yeah. But Jesus knows his name and says, hey, I actually want to engage in relationship with this guy. So I can imagine um, the disciples around Jesus are like, hey, don't you know who this is? Yeah, like, oh, Jesus, you're making a big mistake here. 
Yeah, like, this is going to hurt your brand. Yeah, this is going to <laughs> destroy your brand. Yeah, this, you, you can't go eat with this guy. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to eat with him. I'm going to hang out with him. Yeah. Man, so don't miss this. Maybe Jesus sees diff people differently than we see people. Mm. Maybe when we look on the exterior, we see behavior and we don't agree with it, or we see different beliefs and we don't like it. Jesus has the ability to look beyond the surface and to actually look at the potential of people. See, when Jesus sees people, he sees them through the eyes of compassion. Mm. Sometimes when we see people, we see eyes through the eyes of judgment yeah. and harshness and unkindness. Yep. So listen, um, that's just who Jesus is. When he saw the, the woman at the well, he saw her with compassion. There's all kinds of stories um, that tell Jesus sees people with compassion and not judgment. Now listen, let me make this really personal. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how bad you think you are. Jesus didn't just see Zacchaeus with eyes of compassion. Jesus sees you with eyes of compassion. David, you don't know what I've done. If Jesus actually saw me, he wouldn't like me. I, I don't think that's true. Maybe you're like, I don't even feel seen. I feel neglected. Yeah. I feel alone. I feel isolated. Listen, when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he knew him by name, and he loved him no matter what he had done anyway. And when Jesus sees you, and he does, he knows you by name, and he loves you. Let's see what happens next. It changed his life. This encounter with Jesus changed his life. Look what happened. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Okay, this is pretty incredible. Yeah. What happened is when Jesus said, come down immediately, um, Luke tells us that Zacchaeus came down um, immediately and with gladness welcomed Jesus. And when he welcomed Jesus, something started to change in his heart. See, Jesus changes us from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And what we see here in this verse is that Zacchaeus went from being very, very greedy yeah. to being generous. That's what Jesus does. He changes us. Well, and what's cool in that is when Jesus sees you, he sees past your problems. He sees your potential. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. And so in this moment, he doesn't see the problem that the world sees. When they look at Zacchaeus, he sees the potential of who he could be. And it just changes Zacchaeus' life. Yeah, and we've all experienced that, right? It's mm -hmm. um, Jesus could have led with conviction. Yes. He could have sat down with yes. Zacchaeus and said, hey, totally. you are a bad dude. Yeah. But instead, he led with kindness yeah. and led with relationship. And we know this, that it's God's kindness that leads us to uh, repentance. And isn't that what you've experienced? Yeah, what? I think that's what God wants to do for us, right? Yeah. Like, God uh, wants to lead us to repentance. And it's his intention the entire time. So Jason Berry actually said this. Uh, it was last year. We we're talking about Damon mm -hmm. Um Jesus' mission, it's not a kindness campaign. It's a rescue mission. Yeah. Right? Like God's intention is not just to be kind. Jesus didn't just want to be kind. There was a rescue mission here. Mm -hmm. It's for souls. And ultimately, Jesus is inviting people who are far from God back into relationship right. with God. Right. Demonstrating God's love for us by laying his life down and so Zacchaeus didn't just need Jesus's kindness he needed his forgiveness mm -hmm. his mercy um, his joy like yeah. his freedom like all of these things Zacchaeus actually needed but it came through kindness first so Jesus wasn't just nice to people he laid his life down for people and that's why Jesus himself he said this in Luke 19 check this out it says Jesus said to him today salvation talking to Zacchaeus salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came yeah. to seek and save the lost. So 
Church, this is why we exist. Yep. Like this is, if you're looking like, why does the church matter and why does it exist? It's so we can bring this to the world. We want to join Jesus in the mission to seek and save the lost. And sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it starts as simple as just being kind to somebody, being nice and making their day. That's yeah. why we talk about day makers so much. It's, it's like, so important. It's, it can be as simple as that. So we have this story I want to share with you. Yeah. Uh, it's out of McKinney, Texas, which all things great come out of Texas. Um, Austin, how do I pronounce Austin's last name? Doer. Doer. Austin Doer. Austin Doer. He's a doer. He's a doer. Yeah. Is he French? Austin Doer. That's a good question. No, no. Austin, let me know if you're French, okay? Anyway, really cool story that's coming out of McKinney is uh, they have a 12-stone uh, home gathering, and they had a friend, Brad, who started coming over. And Brad kind of came from like a really spotty church background, Catholic background, mm -hmm. hasn't been to church in a long time. Long time, right? And so, but he started coming to this home gathering. They started getting plugged in and real connected um, with, with each other. And he started getting interested back in faith. Now, in their neighborhood, something <laughs> bad happened. It seems weird in their neighborhood. Too. It does seem a little weird, but it, it happens. It some, a neighbor had their fence just spray painted with um, graffiti. In fact, got a picture of that uh, right here. Is Now, you can't really see all of it you know, right here, but somebody just came and they're like, hey, I'm just going to you know, mess this up. Well, Brad... He went out of his way, made a post on Facebook and said, hey, I'm willing just to fix all this stuff. So even if we need to repair the wood, I'm in. Or if we need to pressure wash yep. it, I would love to help. And so he got a few guys together and uh, they kind of, I think they pressure washed yeah, it. Yeah, and they did yeah. staining and all that stuff. Changed the fence. Uh, now, <laughs> like again, kind of hard to see in this picture right here. But took something that was a mess and then made it new again. Yep. Which is just a really cool, like, Act of kindness. You didn't have to do something it's like that. It's simple and unexpected. But that's why Daymaker yeah. is so deep in us as a church, right? It's because we don't want anyone to have to climb a tree to see Jesus, mm -hmm. right? We want to do simple acts of kindness that hopefully put Jesus on display, yeah. just the way that Brad did, you know, in that, in that, uh, I guess, with that fence, yeah. you know, right there. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, it's easy to say it this way. Um, Daymaker is not a campaign. Right. Like, it's not something that we just talk about and it's like, oh, it's just something we got to get out there. You know, it's like, it's a disposition. Mm -hmm. It changes your disposition. You see people differently the way that Jesus sees people, and you lead with kindness. Right. So I thought you were about to say something. No, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm like, this is so good. Um, so how do we get started? I yeah. mean, uh, we all want to be a little bit more like Jesus. We all want to show people kindness. But um, I'm afraid that me, left to myself, I don't want to show kindness. I want to receive it, but it's mm -hmm. hard for me to give it. Yes. And sometimes I think there's people around me that um, I don't actually think they deserve kindness. Yeah. If I'm really, yeah, really totally. honest. So maybe the first thing we need to do is just admit that mm -hmm. and admit that maybe we're a little bit more like Zacchaeus yeah. in the story than like Jesus. And see, listen, we were all lost and separated from God at one point in our life. We were all in need of Jesus's kindness. You say, well, I didn't do what Zacchaeus did. Listen, you have to understand the sinfulness of your own sin. If you understand that, as Paul said, Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. When you begin to understand that your sin is not cleaner than somebody else's sin, it gives you freedom. It frees you up to actually treat them with kindness and with grace and to show them incredible value. Yeah, and I think the second thing is... Um, you kind of have to simply ask yourself a question of like, how can I just make somebody's day? Yeah. Right? And So practical. Yeah. Like that's what Jesus did for Zacchaeus. Yeah. And there, there's ways to do that, right? And so we keep talking about being a day maker. Like if you haven't caught that yet, let me just lay it on you again. All Everything we're talking about today is like, what does it mean to be 
a daymaker the way that Jesus was a daymaker. And it, sometimes it starts with kindness. It could be as simple as this, paying for a stranger's meal, getting coffee for him. It could be as simple as um, taking out somebody's trash. If it's raining outside and you see your neighbor is unloading their groceries, you're like, I can go help them. Guys, it could look like this. Being a daymaker might look like just talking to your neighbor instead mm. of going back in your house. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like you see him outside instead of giving the casual, hey, wave, and then like, yeah. you know, getting back in your house as fast as you can so you can, you, you know, know, whatever. Sometimes um, I'm not unkind to people, but I'm disinterested in people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just if I'm really honest. Yeah, or just like, just putting your phone down, oh you know, goodness, and engaging yeah. with somebody and, you know, talking like, how are you doing today, you know, um, and, and not doing it like, like this. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe if you're a student, and you see another student at school who's lonely, mm. and they're they're sitting by themselves. And you say, you know what? I'm going to risk my repu uh, reputation to go engage, yep. you know, with that other student and go sit with them. These are all ways to be a daymaker, to extend kindness, with the hope of sharing the character of who God really is to people around us. So, why are we doing that? Yep. Right. Um, we want to make their day. But come on, why are we really doing that? Well, because we believe. It's just a way that we can give people a glimpse of who Jesus really is. Hopefully that they respond the way that Zacchaeus did. Yeah. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Mm. So that's that's kind of our hope for today. Yeah. Hey, can I just pray for us? I, yeah. I think um, awesome. we're talking about very practical things, um, but this is really a spiritual endeavor. Mm -hmm. This is something that has to be worked in us so that we can actually naturally and authentically um, be daymakers for others. This can't be manufactured on our own. So let me let me pray for yeah. all of us. Father, we, we first of all, just thank you for Jesus. We thank you that while we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Jesus, you died for us. You made our day and you invited us into relationship with you. And God, I pray that we would just sit in that and receive your compassion, know your goodness. And God, as we receive that, we pray that that love that you've given to us, that loving kindness you've given to us, would overflow into the lives of our neighbors, our classmates, the people at our work, the people around us. Father, we yeah. pray that we would be a church that leads the way in making the world a kinder place, not just so it's kinder, but so that people will be drawn to you, Jesus. And so we pray that you would use this. You would help us take one step towards loving people better. So we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so now we're going to have a conversation. Yes, final one. Yeah, final conversation in your home gathering. So we have two questions for you. I guess there's more like two parts, right? Yeah. First part is this. What can you do as an individual uh, to make someone's day this week? How can you be a day maker this week? Just read off a list yeah. of things. Yep. You know, like what's one thing you could do to make someone's day this week? Yeah. Okay. And then the second one is this. What can you do as a home gathering to grow in being day makers? Like, so what can you do as an individual? And then what can you guys do as a home gathering, as a group? Yeah, remember, this isn't complicated. Mm -hmm. It's simple, unexpected kindness. So, so keep it really, really simple. Don't overthink it. And there's a lot you can do to make, make somebody's day make a difference in the world. Yeah. Okay, so 12 Stone Home Leaders, um, you guys already know this. They're fantastic day makers. God, yeah, yeah, you're the best. Yeah, and um, so first of all, thank you for doing that. Thank you for opening up your homes and, and going to coffee shops and Truck and Tap, wherever you are, and leading 12-storm home gatherings. And we think there's probably other people around the country who want to come and join us and be a That's part right. of this and actually start a little home gathering, a, a, actually a house church in your neighborhood. If that interests you at all, there's two ways you can kind of research that. Number one is you can go to 12 Stone Home 
www.12stonehome.com and you can find some more information on 12 Stone Home there. Or you can actually text Is home. it 12stonehome.com? Is yeah, that right? Absolutely. Okay. Good. Well, it gets you there. Yeah, okay. They'll get you there. <laughs> It'll get you I there. had a moment where I was like, is that right? No, that's right. Okay. Well, yeah, the other right. one, though, is you can text. You yes. can text uh, 12 Stone Home to 377 Four eight, our favorite number, yes. uh, and then someone's going to engage with you. It's actually going to be Rachel. We'll reach back out to you and get you connected. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you guys for being with us today. Um, we love you so much. Hope you enjoy your conversation you're about to have in your home gathering, and we will see you next week. Bye. Later. Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you could subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.